Hello and welcome to Dialogues in Dermatology. I'm Dr. Lauren Council, your Editor-in-Chief. We have another exciting podcast for you today. We hope that you enjoy. Hello, this is Dr. Elisa Gallo for Dialogues in Dermatology. And today we're going to be interviewing Dr. Alan Zoe from Northwestern University, who is in the Department of Dermatology and the cutaneous T-cell multidisciplinary group. We are also lucky to have here with us today, Maria Espinosa, a senior medical student from the University of Chicago, who did a year of research at Northwestern. Today, they will be speaking about the progression of cutaneous T-cell lymphoma after dupalumumab and a case review of seven patients based on their paper submitted to the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology. Welcome, Dr. Zoe and Maria. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much, Dr. Gallo. Sure. Maria, why don't we start with you? Would you like to give us a summary of your work? So over the past couple years since dupilumab was approved by the FDA for the treatment of moderate to severe atopic dermatitis, we've noticed a group of patients who have been exposed to dupilumab either for presumed atopic dermatitis or off-label for patients with cutaneous T-cell lymphoma and pruritus, and notice that these patients, while they had initial improvement on dupilumab, they later worsened. So in this report, we talk about seven patients. Four of them had clinically presumed atopic dermatitis. Three of them had cutaneous lymphoma with severe pruritus. And we noted that while six out of seven patients had initial improvement, likely due to initial dampening of the TH2 response, all seven patients later progressed in their disease defined by more plaques or blood involvement or development of lymphadenopathy. So the main purpose of our paper is we would like clinicians to be mindful about using dupilumab in cases of atypical atopic dermatitis and to perhaps reconsider a diagnosis of cutaneous lymphoma. What an important discovery you've made here. Can you tell us how this is changing the way you practice, Dr. So? Yes, so obviously with the evidence that cutaneous T-cell lymphoma may become worse with dupilumab, given that we give dupilumab so frequently now for atopic dermatitis that we really have to use caution, especially for cases that don't quite fit the picture of typical eczema. And in those cases, we advise doing a biopsy to confirm that this is truly eczema and not CTCL. And obviously, if it is CTCL, until we have a better understanding as to the mechanisms for why it may be worsening with dupilumab, we should use caution in giving it to these patients. Do you think this warrants potentially biopsying in all cases before starting dupilumab in an adult? Yeah, that's a great question. I think if cases of atopic dermatitis that fit really classically with the condition, it may be difficult to one, universally biopsy every case of eczema, especially in 
younger individuals like the pediatric population. But whenever there are cases that are out of the ordinary, yes, I would advise biopsying these. Do you think that it is worthwhile if a patient starts to, you start to notice that the patient is not responding as well as initially, would that warrant a biopsy at that point? That's a great question. I would say if these patients, even over several months, has no response to dupilumab and there is worsening of the disease, yes, I would suggest biopsying these individuals to make sure that it is truly eczema. So it sounds like for you, the important cutoff would be a few months before you would take an intervention and make a step of an intervention. Yeah, because sometimes it takes a little while before you see a response with dupilumab, even in typical eczema cases. So Maria, could you please tell us what you found were some of the similarities between these patients and what were some of the differences as you were analyzing the data? Absolutely. So in terms of our patients, the median age was about like 65 years. The range was 40 to 77. And that's pretty typical for the age that patients are diagnosed with cutaneous lymphoma. I would say that the similarities across all seven patients were that they had similar morphology and symptoms. So all of them had erythema, lichenification, fissuring, and that severe pruritus, which is what prompted the use of dupilumab. I would say that the differences are that four of those initial patients, when they were started on dupilumab, they had clinically presumed atopic dermatitis, and then three of them actually already had cutaneous lymphoma with that pruritus. But I think the most notable part is that on average, the median duration of improvement was two months, but it did vary. So for one patient, she improved for one month and then worsened, but another patient improved for eight months and then developed the worsening. But again, the median is around two months before the progression of disease. Okay. Dr. Zhou, would you like to add anything to this in terms of your observations as the study patients were handled? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we, we still don't understand the mechanism for why these patients don't have a sustained improvement on dupilumab because our molecular understanding of cutaneous T-cell lymphoma is that there is an overexpression of the Th2 axis pathway. And theoretically, based on the mechanisms for dupilumab, it should have an effect on this pathway and it should improve the disease. Whether it's because that, as Maria mentioned, that we're developing a resistant clone after giving dupilumab and that this resistant clone is what proliferates and worsens disease or that we're suppressing a population of tumor suppressing or tumor infiltrating lymphocytes. We don't know. There's a third hypothesis also that was recently proposed by Dr. Falk at UNC is that um, it's possible that with the blockade on the IL-4 receptor alpha, 
One, that there may be a greater activation of the IL-13 receptor alpha-2, which has a higher affinity for IL-13. And so with this IL-13 that's still present in CTCL and and in higher levels, perhaps it's activating this receptor and this may be a mechanism for acceleration of the disease. Very interesting. Sounds like we have some discoveries to pursue further research. What is your next step? What would you recommend as the next step? Or what are you looking at in terms of further study to elucidate this issue? Yeah, so... I think it's really important now to kind of gather all of the cases where we do see progression. It would be most ideal if we can get these biopsies from these patients and we can analyze it as a cohort and seeing is it the fact that there is an elevation in this particular receptor? Is there something peculiar or different about these clones? Are they truly resistant to dupilumab? We would need the patient samples, I think, to really have a good mechanistic understanding. Along those lines, as our readership and membership is listening in, is there a registry or are you developing anything where they can contact you or a registry with patients whom they've noticed have had this similar response? Not yet, but we're hoping that that will come to fruition at at some point in the near future. And we definitely have our set of patients and we're accumulating more as the months go on of patients like this. And, you know, we're hoping to do some molecular studies on these patients. Well, how important it is that we bring this to light to our membership. Is there anything else you would like to add, Maria? Yeah, I would actually like to add that it's been really interesting that since publishing our paper, there's actually been various other case reports published on the same topic. So it looks like we've been cited nine times and there's been a couple other cases where patients developed mycosis fungoides after being on dupilumab. And interestingly, there was also a case where a patient with Sessory syndrome received dupilumab while also on ECP, and they actually did not progress. So I think it just goes to show that we need to continue investigating, and I'm glad to see that we kind of started this conversation, and hopefully we learn more so that we can better treat our patients. That especially is very interesting, considering that of your three patients, that you had mentioned earlier who had existing CTCL prior to being initiated on treatment, they were diagnosed with Cesare syndrome while on treatment. Exactly. It's very interesting. Granted, there's a couple differences since in this other case report, the patient was also on ECP, which is a known treatment for Cesare syndrome. But mm-hmm. I think there's still a lot to explore. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. I think you two have done a wonderful job to get the conversation started. And I hope that we will be able to see a registry perhaps come through Northwestern 
and further research down the line that would elucidate why this is happening and how we can further decide who would be an appropriate patient to put on tupolumab. And I look forward to hearing more about your future research. Thank you. Certainly. Thank you for uh, interviewing us. Thank you for being with us today. So in summary, we would just like to go over that if you are looking to put a patient on dupalumab, that it is important to make sure that that patient has definitive atopic dermatitis if it's going to be used in another manner or in the case of a patient on it for atopic dermatitis for regular follow-up to be certain that nothing else is developing during this time. Okay, well, thank you for being here with us today. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Dialogues in Dermatology. This is Lauren Council, your Editor-in-Chief. For more podcasts, including bonus issues, check us out online at the website of the American Academy of Dermatology or through the Dialogues in Dermatology app. You can now also sync your subscription to your favorite podcast app. New podcasts are released each week in addition to our monthly JAD podcast. We hope you enjoyed these new options for listening to Dialogues and the increased content for your listening pleasure. Thank you.